Well, good morning. Very happy you could tune in this morning. This is uh, Power Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio, WNZN. Uh, very happy, like I said, that you tune in on this beautiful autumn day. I'm here with my friend and assistant, David Abood. Hi, David. Hey, Jan. Great to be here with you today. Yeah, again, good to have everybody tuning in. If you're having any problem with the audio, you may want to try to go to your computer, your laptop, and go to www.wnzn.org, and that way you can you can pick us up on online actually. But uh, once again, uh, we've been studying the Book of Revelation, which many many people like to study or look at or read. Even in popular culture, there's been so many movies and books uh, written about this Book of Revelation. And quite honestly, especially in popular culture, there there's so many are just so misled. Because what they don't understand is the book of Revelation, last book in the Bible, is really dependent on the Old Testament. Because so many of the symbols, the metaphors, the referencing uh, comes from uh, the book of Daniel, Ezekiel, Exodus, Isaiah. And without that, it, it's difficult. I mean, it's almost impossible to try to gain some understanding on this book of Revelation. But we opened up weeks ago, months ago, by saying that the book of Revelation, verse 1, is a revelation of Jesus Christ. And that's, we get the word apocalypse, means unveiling or revelation. And really, when you keep that in mind, that it's a revelation of Jesus Christ, uh, that's really where it starts in literally the first words of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 1. But one thing is interesting, in verse 3 of chapter 1, it says, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and keep those things that are written in it for the time is near. And he, there's a special blessing, actually, for those that read the book, hear the book, apply the book. Um, actually, we're going to see there's seven blessings in this book of Revelation. But I think that's, that's, that's kind of important to remember. Even though we might not fully grasp it or fully understand every part of it, there is a special blessing for just what we're doing right now, looking at it, reading it, discussing it. So we went through the churches, which were in chapters 2 and 3, seven churches that were literal local churches at the time that John wrote this, David. You remember, um, um, and our Lord went and examined each of these churches and kind of gave an assessment of their spiritual condition. He complimented some. He rebuked others. But he'll always, always say if they're going sideways or backslidden or going in error to repent and get things right. Mm -hmm. And it was always a promise. And then at the end, he would say, again, this is from Jesus himself. Uh, he that has an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. So which meant that whoever has a spiritual hearing, there should be able to glean something out of these messages, these letters to the seven churches. That That's. Back there 2,000 years ago, these churches were located in Asia Minor, which today is Turkey. Or it has application for us today if we can learn from these, these things that were written to these churches. So that brings us to chapter 4. It's The scenery is going to change here. Real quick, I'm going to read the first verse and let David take over and do a little background. But it says in chapter 4, after this is John the, the Apostle. He says, after these things, meaning what he just saw in these seven churches. I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying, come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this. 
So what did you get on some of this intro, David? Well, you know, um, the, the thing I like here is when you when you look at the way we're approaching Revelations by starting with uh, the seven churches by Christ, you know, he definitely uh, tells them, you know, uh, this is what you're doing right, this is what you're doing wrong, right. and, and here's why it's important to repent. And, and now he's showing us the throne of God. So, you know, he calls John up, uh, to heaven, you know, it's not clear, you know, if he was there in spirit or in physical form, but he basically calls John up to heaven and says, let me show you um, the throne of God. Right. And, you know, I mean, when you talk about how Christ does things in terms of, you know, reprimanding us and saying this is why, and then he shows us why. Yeah. And and what we're going to receive. That, that, that's, that's the thing that's so beautiful about this. So now... Um... John goes, like you say, from the earthly yeah. to the heavenly. He's going to get this vision. You know, he, now he's in the spirit. This is uh, actually, we'll look at this in a minute in the Old Testament. But the Apostle Paul says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2. Mm -hmm. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know or out of the body I do not know, God knows, such a one was caught up to the third heaven. And I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And he was caught up to paradise and he heard inexpressible words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. So here Paul, it's believed this is Paul, he's caught up and yeah. sees heavenly things, but he's not allowed to write them. John here is caught up and he writes them in high detail. And so... This idea of seeing things in heaven, mm -hmm. we pick this up, we're going to look in a minute, with Isaiah, Ezekiel chapter 1, um, Daniel, uh, where you get a heavenly vision, even in Job, mm -hmm. in a sense, chapter 1, it shows a discussion in the heavenlies with God and Satan. Uh, but it's very limited what the Bible actually speaks about heaven, but what John sees is pretty... <laughs> It's pretty phenomenal, you know, and then he relates it to us. And so we'll get into yeah. this. Um, notice in verse 2 of chapter 4 where he's caught up, but he hears a voice like a trumpet. You're going yeah. to see a lot of trumpets here. Mm -hmm. um, and then it says, these things I'm going to show you are going to take place, okay? Then immediately he says, I was in the Spirit. So again, was he, he, he could have been still on the island of Patmos, but... His spirit was taken up, so to speak, like Paul, you know, right. and he's kept in his heavenly vision. And behold, a throne set in heaven and one who sat in the throne. Now, why this is so important is because what was going on with those seven churches in the Roman Empire back that we just read about? Yeah, they were given there was emperor worship going on. Mm -hmm. There was Caesar and Nero and all of these earthly kingdoms. But what it's showing us here is there's one throne, yes, there's, there's one, one king, king and he is in control. Yeah. Right. And he's the only one we worship or yes. bow our knee to. And that's why he'll say, immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne. Now there he's going to get a yeah. vision of God yeah. in chapter four. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why when we pray, our father who art in heaven, right. hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. We're getting at heavenly. What's being done in heaven, we're going to be able to see now through the through what John experienced. Any thoughts on any of that, David? Yeah, just, you know, um, just a couple things. I, I wrote down, like a trumpet come up here is what he heard. Uh, many see John's going up to heaven as a symbol of the rapture of the church. And 
when you look at Thessalonians 4, 16 through 7, it says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. So I thought that was interesting with the use of the trumpet. Yeah, I mean, some of will suggest that could be a catching up with the rapture, or others will say it's not the whole church or believers go, it's simply John going up, you know. As yeah. he, so you get different thoughts about that. But, but anyhow, he's up there, and here's what he says in verse 3. He who sat there was like a jasper. Notice he doesn't, yeah. he's like, or he, it's hard to get a description of God. We see the light coming off him, all this kind of right. glory, but it's not um, high detail in terms of what he actually looks like. Right. It says, no man, God is spirit, no man has seen God and lived. Yeah. It says, he who right. sat on it was there was like jasper and sardius stone in appearance, and there was a rainbow around the throne in the appearance like an emerald. So here we see a rainbow. Mm -hmm. Now that's, that's kind of interesting, because where do we see a rainbow last time? Well, uh, the last time we saw a rainbow, it was with the covenant, um, that God made with us. And uh, basically, Genesis 9, 11 through mm -hmm. 17, uh, where it, it's to remind us the covenant he had with us that he would not uh, create another uh, flood to destroy us. So it says, I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there will be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you a covenant for all generations to come. Okay, right. Yeah. And, and so what's implied here, of course, is God is, is makes covenants. Yeah. And we see this way back in the mm -hmm. first book of the Bible, and then we see it in the last book of the Bible. One came after he judged the earth. It's on, you know, but the other comes right perhaps before he judges the earth, what we're seeing here in Revelation. Yeah. But Again, the rainbow is very interesting because it was a promise that God made. It was that God is a God who makes covenants uh, right. with with man. Right. And then uh, we'll pick this thing up with the, the rainbow in a little bit. But it says, uh, notice it's emerald, which I'm yeah. implying is yeah. green, mm -hmm. which often speaks of life. Um, beautiful. It's it again the the emphasis on light is very important because. It says that the, in uh, Psalm 104, verse 1, the Lord is clothed in light. 1 Timothy uh, 6, uh, 16, it will say this about God, where he is actually, uh, he's dwelling in light, or uh, let me actually read it to you. Yeah. Uh, 6, 16 says, God, who alone has immortality, dwelling in unapproachable light, whom no man see, can see, or can see to whom is honor and everlasting power. Amen. But this idea of unapproachable light. Right. So God, he's like, you know, this is yeah. a, a very powerful thing when you think of, we can't even look at the natural sun no. for more than five minutes, right? That's right. <laughs> so this is, this could be like a thousand times the sun in terms of brightness. But this is when we're in the throne room of God, what John sees here. Yeah. And so he's going to start describing this, okay? Mm -hmm. And the key here. He says, around, verse 4, around the throne 
were 24 thrones, and on the thrones I, tore, I saw 24 elders sitting, right. clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. Now, 24, uh, people have often wondered, who are these 24? Well, yeah. it doesn't say exactly. You know, sometimes Revelation explains situations or symbols or what's going on. Mm -hmm. So what can we say? Okay. There's the throne room of God. Now, well, later we're going to see this is actually has temple language here. We're going to see that in a moment. But what we see here is 24 uh, around the throne. Think of the king's court, as it were. Yeah. Um, perhaps 12 and 12, we're going to see this again. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe 12 was the old, remember the tribes of Jacob? Yes. There was 12 mm -hmm. tribes. And then the apostles of Jesus, right. there's 12 could this be representative of the church, 24 elders? We don't believe they're angels because one thing, they're sitting, you see, yeah. clothed in white robes. Well, if you remember, um, one of the things Jesus says to the church at Laodicea, chapter 3, verse 21, what does he say there? To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. Right. See, I will sit with me. And then he says this. Um, I counsel you, verse 18 of chapter uh, 3, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in fire that you might be rich in white garments. So he, he mm -hmm. these kinds of things are spoken of where there's um, you get elements from what he's spoken to the churches. And then this idea of crowns. He talks about crowns. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, yeah. if it's it's not angelic uh, beings, I mean, and we don't see angels wearing crowns at all, John, right? Well, that's another thing. Yeah. I mean, we do see them in white robes when right. we see appearance yeah. sometimes. Uh -huh. But um, this idea of, um, he says, and they had crowns of gold, gold. Yeah. on their head. Right. Well, one of the things when you study scripture is that there's actually a reward for believers here for faithful service. You know, I mean... Um, if we faithfully serve God, there's actually going to be rewards, we're told, yeah. uh, in heaven. Um, he says, um, I mean, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 says, um, Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, haste, each one's work will become clear for the day, will declare it because it will be revealed by fire, the fire will test. If anyone's work which he has built on endures, he will receive a reward, and later it will actually talk yeah. about these crowns that will be given to them. You know, yes. it could be a crown of uh, right. a martyr's crown. It could be a um, somebody that uh, it says um, in Second Corinthians, we'll say this in chapter 5. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For we must all be come before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body. And so here we see this. there, there is yeah. actually going to be crowns uh, for faithful service here. Right. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, glorified man. And, and I have two other quotes. John. Okay, good. We're joint heirs with Christ, Romans 8 through 17. Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. And then I also like uh, 2 Timothy 2.12 and we will reign with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, we will also he will also disown us. So so we are clearly 
up there reigning with Christ, uh, you know, around the throne. At least, is, is that your interpretation? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it definitely um, seems to be this idea that there's going to be a crown mm -hmm. um, for faithful service here. Right. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 2.19 I'll just give an instance of sure. one or two. There's multiple ones, but this says First um, Thessalonians um, two nineteen. We'll say this: um, uh, For what is our hope, our joy, or crown of rejoicing? Yeah, is it not even the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ as is coming? Uh, at the end, Jesus will talk. At the end of the Revelation, he says, "Hold fast to the reward. Don't lose your reward." Yeah. There's rewards for faithful service. You know, we're told that. Um, so now we see this idea of um, these this 24 elders, or 24, yeah, elders. Yeah. And you see the same thing later on in the book of Revelation where it says, and all the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their face before the throne and worshiped God. So you're going to see these this uh -huh. grouping of, of individuals here again in the book of Revelation, and it's pretty spectacular. But it does suggest that these are believers that are yeah. uh, representative of probably the Old Covenant, maybe the New Covenant. Twelve tribes, twelve. Another interesting thing is that the 24 was the number of the priesthood. You know, yes. they had like a schedule, uh, yeah. a course they called uh -huh. it. And you would you would be one of the 24. Sentence of Aaron, the division, or the uh -huh. descendants of Aaron. Yeah, yeah you, you would know when your schedule was because you'd be mm -hmm. part of that. Um, 24 that were going to be picked when to go into the temple and to serve before God. You'll see that in First Chronicles chapter 24, yeah. uh, verse uh, 3 through 5. Now, um, it's interesting that when Daniel sees this heavenly vision in Daniel chapter 7, okay. uh, I just want to touch on this because I think it's very interesting when you start getting these glimpses of heaven. Oh, yeah. Uh, Daniel chapter 7 um, I got it. You got that verse yep. 7. Can you read verse 9? Sure. As I looked, thrones were set in place, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow. The hair of his head was white like wool. His okay. throne was flaming with fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. Okay, so here's where Daniel gets a glimpse of heaven, right? Mm -hmm. But notice the thrones there mm -hmm. are not occupied. Those mm -hmm. chairs are, but here they are yeah. occupied. Yeah. You know, because That's you're in a new covenant. Yeah, this is, right. this, what, what mm -hmm. Daniel saw was at that time, but now this is the fulfillment of time. Jesus has come, he's ascended, and these perhaps are representative of uh, these thrones that are now being mm -hmm. sat in. As yeah. Jesus says, you will sit with me. We will rule and reign with Christ. You know, right. He gives us information, but we don't get the total package, so to speak. Mm -hmm. there's, there's things we, we understand, but yeah. there's a lot we still don't understand. Oh, sure. So he says, um, now, and from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunders, and voices. Yeah. We're, this is interesting. You see this yep. like in the Old Testament when Moses goes up on the mountain yes. to get the commandments of God. Yeah. Uh, there's this idea of... Um, I have it, John. Okay, Exodus here it 19, mm. 16 through 19. Uh, on the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. There's a trumpet blast yeah. again. Yeah. Everyone in the camp trembled. Then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. 
The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace, and the whole mountain trembled violently. As the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and the voice of God answered him. See, that's yeah. it's like an awesome, majestic, yeah. but it's also a little bit terrifying. But that's what you see on earth when God appears on top of that mountain. Right. But now you're in heaven, mm. and John is seeing this um, lightning, thunderings, voices. It's uh, pretty... Mm. Uh, <laughs> You know, I can only is, imagine. You know? This is real stuff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, well, and also uh, like on Mount Sinai, where Moses couldn't see the face of God, right? Just what his hand or the his back, back of his yeah, robe yeah. Uh, walking his train, by him. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing here. You know, we're just as you said, we're not meant to cast our eyes on him till till it's our time. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's and, you know, and, and that's why I think the focus was on the throne because there's very little said about God, as you said. You know, mm-hmm. in that vision, it really opens up the mysterious for us to oh, contemplate yeah. what our what our you know God looks like, and and I think I think that's healthy. I, I think that's that's the right way to do it. Plus, it gives us a certain amount of reverence yes. for God. A certain they, right. We and used to have a term about him. There used to be a term called "He's a God fearing man." Right. Did you ever hear that expression? Yes. Well, we don't have a lot of God fearing people. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, people think like God is their buddy or God is their or not at all. They don't. But to realize, he is a loving God, but he's yeah. also a holy God. Yeah. And his presence. All powerful. God. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a little bit um, awestruck, you know. Yeah, and you know, I, I think when we grew up, I think the other thing that's healthy, and the reason I like this this image without giving a physical description of God, is is just the power hmm. that's coming out of that chair that he sits on. And when we were younger. You know, as uh, as server boys, um, we, we were always at least it was instilled in me to fear God. Yeah. And I think that's really the, you have to, and and I think this just demonstrates what that's all about. And also coming from the seven churches where he's reprimanding them, he's also letting them know I'm I'm ahead of everybody. Yeah. Right. You know, right. I I am over everything. Fear so, me, don't yes. fear the kingly, earthly kings. Right. Here's it, the one. And sometimes people need that to repent. Yeah. If you have no fear of anything and you rely on yourself, material possessions, or your own skills, why would you repent yeah, exactly. or, or, or do anything? Yeah, exactly like right. Like that. Anyway. So now he sees this, verse 5. Yeah. But notice there's seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, right. which are the seven spirits of God. Now here's this image. God, we see the 24 elders, uh-huh. which could be priestly, but now we see these burning fires, seven in number. We right. said seven is all through the book of Revelation yes. because it speaks perfection, of perfection right? or completion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what did you have when you go into the temple in the Old Testament, into the presence of God? Well, what you had was the menorah, which yeah. was a candlestick with seven lights, seven fires. Mm-hmm. But this is magnified, um, and we see this which are the seven spirits of God. Now, many feel that this could be a description of the Holy Spirit. What it means, seven spirits, how do you describe? We don't know how to describe the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes down on Jesus at his baptism, Mm -hmm. John sees it as a dove coming down. When it comes down at Pentecost, it comes down as a tongue Uh of fire, a flame of fire. Could this be indeed a picture of the Holy Spirit, which is right there, uh, in the presence of God, so mm-hmm. to speak, and is also God. Um, before the throne, it says, there was a sea of glass like crystal. Now, when you, again, this is temple language. Mm-hmm. 
We're going to see this is all through the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. But one of the things before you could go into the temple, there was a there was an uh, altar for sacrifice. But then you have what's known as a laver of washing water, a basin, a good sized basin. We'll magnify that. Mm -hmm. And what does he see here before the throne? A sea of glass. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine this? You couldn't no. script this thing. You know, you got this light, you got thunder. No kidding. You got this sea of glass. <laughs> and John is up there. I mean, he's on the island of Patmos probably oh, yeah. at one time looking over right. the Mediterranean. Yeah. Now he's seeing, you know, all of this stuff that just... The immense size if it's a sea of glass, right, John? Yeah. Gosh. We'll, we'll see this later yeah. on in the book of Revelation, actually. Well, I, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, you know, as you mentioned... Uh, the Holy Spirit is not typically visible, so he has to take a you know a physical form like a dove or a tongue of yeah. fire. Well, why do you think there were seven? Seven. Uh, look, look at chapter images. one, verse four. Okay. okay. Look at chapter one, verse four in Revelation. Okay. Let, let's go back. Seven is yeah. a perfect number. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, you'll see this kind of in the scripture where. Um, Revelations one. Yeah. Read verse four. Four. Let's take a look. John, to the seven churches in the province of Asia, Greece, and peace to you from he who is, and he who was, and he is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne. There you go. Huh. Say the seven spirits, same yeah, thing before reference. his throne. Could be. And it just, again, you don't want to press it too hard, but it does seem like it could be... Um, you know these these uh, the whole representative of the Holy Spirit in its perfection. Kind of like the three in one God. Yeah, yeah, like the Trinity. It, okay. Because because in chapter four we see God the Father. Mm -hmm. Chapter five we're going to see the Lamb, which is of course Jesus. Mm -hmm. Could this be the Holy Spirit in that in that throne room scene? Yeah. Perhaps that's what's going on here. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, you know he says um, midst of the throne, around the throne. Now. Okay, now he sees this, and then verse 6, it moves. Before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. So you can imagine this thing luminous yeah. being lit up and lightning. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures. Now here's these four living creatures full of eyes in front and in the back. Yeah, this is where it gets. Yeah, now, <laughs> now this is really? interesting with this four. Yeah. Because four in the scripture... Mm -hmm. We're going to look at, uh, I mean, if you look at chapter 7 of Book of Revelation, okay. and just read verse 1. I'll sh we'll look at something about the number 4. Uh, chapter 7. Mm -hmm. And look at verse 1. Look at verse 1. After this, I saw four angels standing at four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth to prevent any wind from blowing on the land, or on the sea, or on any tree. Okay, so you see these four angels, the four corners of the earth. You see this idea of four. I said before, numbers are really kind of important in oh, the book yeah. of Revelation. Seven means completion or perfection. Mm -hmm. um, Twelve usually means um, authority or government. Twelve tribes in the Old Testament. Twelve apostles. Three is often referencing to God. But when you come to four, it often has to do with the earth or creation. Yeah. What I mean by that is um, it takes, there's four gospels that tell us about the earthly ministry mm -hmm. of Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. The Bible is described, uh, the earth is described as having four winds that the angels hold back. 
There's four elements of the earth, earth, air, fire, and water. There's four points of a compass, north, east, west, south. Mm -hmm. The acronym is where yeah. we get the word news. Right. Um, there's... Um, the cardinal virtues, yeah. too, right? Yeah. There's uh, prudence, justice, um, temperance, and fortitude, right? Four is often, yeah, yeah. associated with the earth. Right. And then you got the four seasons, you got the four times in the day, you know, morning, noon, evening, night. You got what might measurements get... too, right? Height, width, length, and depth. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, actually, the Earth will be three dimensional, uh, three dimension, length, oh, okay. height, width. You okay. know, but um, here we're going to see he sees these four creatures. Now, these mm -hmm. creatures are interesting um, because it says they're in the throne room, so they're extremely holy. Creatures, whatever they're, four living creatures, four, okay, and they full of eyes in front and in yeah. back means they see like everything almost, okay. Right. The, the first living creature was like a lion, the second living creature was like a calf, the third living creature was had the face of a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. So okay, what's yeah. going on here? We see these these four creatures now. They're going to reappear. Uh, actually, you'll see them in uh, Ezekiel. But one thing we notice here, if you go back to where you were reading in uh, Genesis with the uh, rainbow after the flood, let's look at this for a moment. Okay, you want to go to Genesis? Yeah. He, God says, um, which, which, uh... Genesis chapter 9. He, he, he establishes a rainbow, right? Uh-huh. And then he says this in verse 9. He says, and as for me, behold, I will establish my covenant with you. That's to mm -hmm. Noah and with your descendants and every living creature that is with you. The birds, the cattle, and the beast of the earth. Ah. Now look. Right. Man. Right. Okay. Who's the, the biggest or most important of birds? Or the, or the eagle. Right. Cattle the would ox. be an oxen. Right. And beast of the earth, the most. Lion. Lion. Right. There is a covenant, is. and you see yeah. these four creatures. Yeah, and they're all masters of their dominion. Yeah, right. and now they reappear oh, in some cool. heavenly function. Yeah. But now they're magnified. Everything yeah. John sees is like on steroids. You know, shoom. Well, the question I have is, you know, was it Daniel only saw one face per creature? And then with John, there's four faces with each creature. All, all four of them have the four faces, right? Well, you might be thinking of Ezekiel. If you oh, look at Ezekiel maybe, chapter maybe I one, have the, yeah, okay. If you look at Ezekiel chapter one, what when now Ezekiel is going to get a vision of heaven, um, right? If you see this, um, I'm sorry, I mean uh, Jeremiah. I have Ezekiel one. Look at one. Read uh -huh. uh, Ezekiel one. Um, that's where he's going to talk about where he has this uh, vision, so to speak. Oh, Jeremiah. Uh, let's see. And he's oh, yeah, gonna... I have it. So I looked and saw a windstorm. This is verse 4 in Ezekiel 1. Coming out of the north, an immense cloud with flashing lightning surrounded by brilliant light. The center of the fire looked like glowing metal, and in the fire was what looked like four living creatures. Mm -hmm. In appearance, their form was human, but each of them had four faces, okay, and four wings. So, so I was mistaken. He, they also say they all had four faces. Their legs were straight, their feet were like those of a calf, and gleam like burnished bronze. Look at verse 10, though. Okay, verse 10. Their faces look like each of the four had the face of a human being, 
and on the right side each had the face of a lion, and on the left side, face of an ox, each also had the face of an eagle. There you go. There you see, okay. they're catching the same thing. Uh -huh. now, now, when you see Daniel or Ezekiel, when they see these things in heaven, they sometimes they get it from a different angle. Oh, yeah, or they sure. see something yeah. the other doesn't mm -hmm. see, that the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But it's very consistent what these things are looking yeah. like. You know. Now, it's very interesting, these four. Often you'll see these things in churches or on... Uh, right. Stained glass windows or something. Why? Because they say it kind of references the four gospel writers. And what I mean by that, the lion is considered the king of the jungle. He's the king, right? Uh -huh. yeah. Well, Matthew, his writing of the gospel presents Jesus as the king, the king of kings and mm -hmm. the and Lord of lords. Mm -hmm. Now, Mark doesn't introduce Jesus' lineage or nothing. He just right. shows him as the servant, the humble uh -huh. servant, where it says, Jesus will say in the middle of Mark, I've not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life. That's like the oxen. It's just humble ah. service that's going to be ultimately. I always wondered what that reference was yes. in the four books. And then you have yeah. the man. Yeah. And Luke is Greek. He's a physician. He's presenting Jesus as the perfect man, the complete man. Ah. But John is an eagle, is representative symbolically as the eagle, right? Because he's way off here. <laughs> in the beginning was the word, and the word was his, his perspective is even, even earthbound. Wow. It's like. You see, I like so that. they often yeah. use those four as descriptive, emblematic of the gospel writers. It's just an easy way to remember it. Well, yeah, yeah but God put it in place for us to remember it's it. It's an easy way and to, to see the, yeah. the symbolism. I love that. Yeah. That's so, great. So here we see this kind of um, imagery and, and um, these four creatures. And we're going to find them cool? again. We're going to see. They are really cool. Yeah. yeah. You're going to see these things again. Uh, like, and I think it's going to be in Revelation 15 to, um, yeah, uh, you see, it says, And I saw something like the sea of glass mingled with fire, and those who have the victory over the beast, over the image, over his mark, and the number of his standing there in the glass having, there's, you see the glass. Anyhow, that that's when the believers kind of go into the throne room. Right. But it says, okay, back here. He sees these four living creatures. Verse 7 says, the first, I'm back in Revelation chapter 4, right. verse 7. Mm -hmm. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature like a calf. The third living creature had the face like a man. The four living creature was like a flying eagle. <laughs> the four living creatures, each having six wings, Ezekiel kind of talked about that, mm -hmm. were full of eyes yeah. around and within, and they do not rest day or night. So t it's almost like timeless, and they, they, they can see in, out. They can... And all the, the, what are they saying? Notice this, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. So notice they say, holy, holy, holy. This is very important because in Isaiah, when he is caught up to the throne room of God, I'll show you this and just, we'll look at this in one second. When he catches a glimpse of heaven and he says, um, he, 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 it says here, um, verse 6 in Isaiah in the year that King Uzziah died I saw the Lord sitting on a throne yeah. high and lifted up and his train the, that his light filled the temple above it stood seraphim each one had six wings with two covered his face with two he covered his feet mm -hmm. with two he flew and he cried one to another and said holy 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 is the Lord of hosts 
the whole earth is full of his glory. Notice he, he sees these creatures, yeah. describes them a little different, but notice what they're saying. They're not saying, God, love, 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 mercy, 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 but holy, holy, three times. Remember we said yeah. oftentimes three is the number referencing to God, but it's about his holiness. Yeah. That's a very important thing. I have a question. So, you know, it's kind of like with, with the multitude of eyes, you know, it indicates they're living, right? They're not like some robots. Right. And the other thing is that they have high intelligence. Mm. And, you know, to me, John, is it is God telling us, look, they they understand what's in front of them. And and they might they have a higher intellect than we do, right? Oh, is oh, that yeah. to be perceived? Oh, right? yeah, I yeah. Mean, right. So, and they're worshiping God this way. Right. So, you know, as you back away from the throne, even the 12, 24 elders are in a, you know, a lesser throne considerably. And these guys are right there with all the eyes and they're speaking the truth. And that's the thing that, that really draws me into it. Well, that, you're right. That this is the truth. Yeah. And, and, and this is real. The closer you yeah. are to God, the more you want to worship God. Yeah. And, and this is like a real... Man. profound insight here but notice he they, they give certain qualities here number yeah. one they address god in terms of his character so to speak holy 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 yeah then they go lord god almighty again this is being referred and, and written to people who are living in earth that are under subjection of a, of a dictator a cruel king and here it's saying that's limited power that's nothing Here's the true King, Lord God Almighty. You see those those kind of terms that you, they're they're singing about God's attributes. You know, so when I'm looking at verse eight of Revelations four, it, when you go down, and it says that the four living creatures had six wings and they never stopped saying, "Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come." And then you skip down to eleven. You are worthy, our Lord and God, to. And that's the elders coming in to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being. I'm wondering why I, I'm going to start praying like that to mm. open up my prayers too because if they're doing it on the throne, why aren't we doing it down well, here no, that way? I think you bring up a good point. I, they're in the I never very, was taught to pray that way. They're in the very presence of God, right? Right, yeah. So so it's like automatic. But it's, it's how much more blessed it is for us who don't see God yeah. like this, mm -hmm. but we still, by faith, acknowledge him and worship him. You know, when, again, mm -hmm. when it says, uh, we pray, our Father who art in heaven, right. hallowed, mean holy, right. be thy name, holy, holy, holy. Right. Um, uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy, thy kingdom come. He's the king. Thy will be done. And so we can pray that, so to speak, we're just mere little mortals, you know, right? But we're redeemed, yeah. And then, um, but we, it, it's just interesting to me how they're praying mm, up there in heaven, yep, yep. And and then the elders, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. Um, so yeah. now they're going to say, "Who was mm -hmm. and is and is to come." Now this you see in chapter one and verse eight. Where it says, um, mm -hmm. if you can read that, this is Jesus speaking here. Uh -huh. uh, you can read verse 7 and 8, if you will. Sure. Okay. Look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. 
and all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. See that? Yeah. That's Jesus. This yeah. is God the Father. We're going to see next time, chapter mm -hmm. 5, will be Jesus on the throne. Hmm. But here, th this phrase, who was and is and is to come, it speaks he's timeless. You see? Who yeah. is, who was. And was, he's coming back. He's coming back, but yeah. he has no, he, there's no past, no present, no future. Mm -hmm. He is the great I am. Yeah. We have... We have a yesterday, we have a today, we have a tomorrow. Not so with God. He is, He's eternal. That's why when people say, well, when did God begin? Well, you're using the wrong language. You know, it's how can a finite mind apprehend mm -hmm. an infinite God? Mm -hmm. It ain't going to happen. Mm -hmm. ain't going to happen. Mm -hmm. We can look in here and get these descriptive phrases of him, just like when he says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. It means he's the beginning and the end. It's like a circle. Yeah. It's got no and, beginning. And, and, and that's why I like so much, you know, I, I fall back to that symbolism of the rainbow, mm -hmm. you know, around his throne, just the covenant he made that he would not perish us again with a great flood. So the almighty God who could do anything uh, he wishes, he kind of, you know, it's nice. It's just incredible to think, you know, he he's reminding us that we can trust his word. Right. And whenever we see a rainbow, we can think, you know, yeah. we can trust God even though he's almighty and I, I think that's what what's important, especially what when I look at it, um, is regardless of the fear you may have of God, and you should, you also can trust him completely that what he says he's going to do and what he says is true, it is true. Right. And um, we have the ability to get to heaven and enjoy this eternal life with him. That's what it's all about. Yeah, right. But, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like anything else. If you don't... If you don't have any discipline for your kids mm -hmm. or your animals, for that matter, it's going to be the Wild West, right? right so, right. you know, and you give them the stick and then the carrot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just see he did a beautiful job through Revelations like that. Oh, yeah. Plus, he gives us, before judgment comes or anything comes on the earth, he's given us this high, yeah. elevated look at him, so to speak, that we can, we can appreciate and, and kind of say, okay... No matter what happens on earth, what happens in my life, he's on the throne, he's on control. Uh, my life, 70, 80, 90 years, 100 years, but his life is, he, he is who is and was and is to come. He's the great yeah. I am. He's like a circle, you know, there's no beginning, no end. Now it moves. It says, whenever the living creatures, verse 9, give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever. See, they're really stressing that idea of um, he's eternal yes. he's infinite he has no beginning he has no end that's that's something that's going to just run through the whole book of um, revelation which really it says in the bible a thousand years is like one day to him and one day is like a thousand years because it's just it's, it's, it's nothing, you know. It, 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 I think the other thing that, that I'm that hit me, John, is how he continues to identify himself to the apostles that this is the Almighty God, yep. the Creator of heaven and earth, and he did that even before he gave, um, you know, the seven churches their um, their critique, you know, again, and he does it here in Revelations four just to remind us that this is not false. Doctrine. Right. This is truth. This is the truth. Plus, what this does, David, it kind of elevates us. So what I mean mm -hmm. by that, look at right now. Yeah. 
We're in the middle of this COVID thing. Mm -hmm. We got this election, all this political stuff. There's social unrest. There's a lot of stuff going on, right? And the world is temporal. You know, this might change next month and that's going to change or what's going to... But this elevates our thoughts to the throne room of God and he's eternal. Mm -hmm. So we got... It's like we fix our compass, Mm -hmm. our GPS, our North Star. It doesn't move. Mm -hmm. But down here... It's like a, the sea that rumbles yeah. back and forth. But we periodically should go up there, so to speak, to the Word of God and say, hey, he's in control. He's working out a plan. Yeah, it's, it's, he's going to judge. It's going to be terrible. But he gives us space, like he did with each of the churches, to repent and get right. He he's not delights in judging or pouring out his wrath on people. But he wants to say to us, there's more to life down here when you get a glimpse of what's up there. <laughs> Well, and you can reorient yeah. your life down here. And uh, I think reorient it to the point that you can't trust man. Mm. You can't trust man, um, and we can trust God. And, you know, we are down here for such a short period of time. I mean, I can't believe how quickly it clicks by. Oh, man. And so the beautiful thing is that's eternal, and that's what we're going to receive. So even in the midst of all this chaos right now, it seems so minute yeah, right. versus everything that has happened since the dawn of time Yeah, with his reign since he created the planet. Exactly you right. Know, so. And there seems like God has put in us, it says in Ecclesiastes uh-huh. that God has set eternity in the hearts of men, that we have this longing that we know there's more to life than just what's happening on right. this earth. And this helps us get there. We'll pick this up next week, but it helps us kind of get there to look into the throne room. Who are we to get this? vision that john is sharing with us but then it says now verse 10 and the 24 elders fell down before him who sits on the throne this is a very important point david is this the bible says every knee shall bow every tongue confess that jesus christ is lord okay there's an old testament reference we must never bow our knee to anyone other than mm. uh, to Jesus yes. and to God. See how they bow down? Like and that. matter yeah. of fact, at the right. end of the book of Revelation, uh-huh. there's a powerful angel, and John is so caught up by it, he wants to bow down to it. And the angel says to him, don't do it. I am just a servant of God like you are. You see, he says, don't do it. I'm just a servant of God like you are. But point being, here's what it's telling us. Here's who we fall down before. It's almost natural. It's reflexive. When we see the presence of God, we bow down before him and we worship him who lives forever and ever. And then they cast their crowns before the throne because this is just giving him all the credit. Anything we do on the earth is because of him. doesn't belong to us, but the thrones are still, we do have thrones and we'll get into that, that to, to have a throne indicates you have some responsibility or authority. Right. Uh, and Jesus says, if you're faithful with little here, I will make you faithful with much over there. There is reward for faithful service here. But again, there's an emphasis on the eternality of God. He who sits on the throne, we worship him, who lives what? Forever and ever and ever yeah. and ever. That's it. That's the story of life here. We only got like five minutes here, really, in no light kidding. of eternity. No kidding. <laughs> to look around. Yes. And to decide we want to serve God and be with God forever and ever. And he's not willing that any should perish. Maybe somebody's listening right now and uh, they never thought about this or they thought about life. And like you say, life is just flashing by us, right? I mean, what, three months? It's the end of 2020. And we're in a brand new year. Another year has come and gone. Mm -hmm. But 
that's all that's we got this little bit of time you know that's why the bible says don't boast about tomorrow you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring forth we got today but because we have today we can make a decision to follow jesus christ and have this relationship and be in this heavenly place where these 24 elders are and these yeah. worshiping creatures right and so when we start to bring it down to the very last verse now here's we feel find out what they're saying and they're saying you are worthy O lord see only again like i said only god is worthy you yeah. see we can respect men mm -hmm. we can give them um credit for stuff we can do but not never to bow down before a man or a king no right. but you are worthy O lord to receive glory now notice they just put this out there to receive glory and honor and power why for you created all things see the emphasis on worship in chapter four is on god as creator yes the the emphasis we're going to see next week on chapter five is emphasis on the lamb and it's going to be emphasis on god as redeemer two important points okay yeah. but here he says for why do you worship him because it says here right at the end of this verse for you created all things there it is. We don't worship creation. Right. We worship the creator. Mm -hmm. And man has a tendency to wor either worship creation, like in the old days, they worship the sun, the moon, the stars, the mountain, rain, lightning, the forces of nature. Modern man, what does he worship? Electronics, information, digital this and this. And this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean? No. Don't worship creation. Don't worship created things. Worship the creator. Okay. For you created all things, and by your will they exist, and and you and were created. Not only did he create them, but he holds it all together now. Everything's not flying apart, right? Yeah. The sun, the moon, the meteorites, even our own bodies. Mm -hmm. You lay down at night. Who's keeping everything moving? The kingdom of God is over Heart, everything, pulse, right? And right. and that's why the cherubim are there. And you got the four the four faces because he rep it represents all of creation. Exactly right. Yeah. And so yeah, and that's we'll, we'll pick this up on next yeah. week because when we move into chapter five, don't forget there were not chapter breaks when these this scroll was written. This uh -huh. letter is just really chapter and verse did not come into about the 14th century, yeah. 15th century. So it just flows into the next thing. Then he's going to see uh, the lamb. He's going to see Jesus getting the same praise and worship as God does here in chapter right. four. So. Any closing thoughts there before we wrap it up on your side? No, I, I think uh, I think that's great. I think we touched on the main points, and uh, so I'm looking forward to covering uh, five next week. Uh, next week. Yeah, we'll pick it up, and we're very happy everybody tuned in once again. This is WNZN coming to you from Lorain, Ohio, and um, maybe you have some thoughts about this, or you've been thinking about this. But we just pray, you know, you give it some thought for all of us, really, to realize that if you accept Jesus Christ, we have entry into the very yes. presence of God, not yeah. on what we do, but what's been done for us through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And we're going to pick that up next week when we see the lamb that had been slain. That's a very important point. It's actually a longer chapter, but we're going to get into that next week. So, David, um, we'll just pray everybody has a great week. Stay yes. safe, be healthy. And pray, you know, yeah. and pray for our country. You know, pray for our peace. We're told yeah. to do that. Pray for those in authority. And uh, just realize that uh, we're finite. God is infinite. 
And he has a plan. He has a plan. Yeah, That's a good a way plan. to put it. Yep. He's got a big plan. Yep. God bless you all. Thanks Have again, Have a great David. weekend. God bless.